You're listening to Incalculable Orbit of a Rogue Planet on Open Lines Radio. Follow Miss Carafa on Instagram at Miss underscore Carafa. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. Now stay tuned for Incalculable Orbit of a Rogue Planet. Enjoy! Hey y'all, Miss Carafa here. It's been a hell of a six weeks. So, um, one of the things that I've always been really fascinated by are, um, well, it's the power dynamics for um, communities versus tribes versus um, even uh, bureaucratic and uh, business power dynamics. So it's kind of interesting, you know, the, the idea of adding your voice and the freedom to actually add your voice whenever you want to. And so I fell behind in the listening, which has a negative effect on me because I really use Open Lines Radio to feel connected to people because parts of my heart are on the coast and I often feel trapped in Indianapolis, Indiana. So... <laughs> um so I feel that um, I fell behind in the listening and due to a bunch of just a crazy six weeks, I fell behind in contributing. And so, um, you know, for a tribe, there's a constant obligation. But for a community, you know, it's, it's a very much a, a come and go as you please or as you need to. And so... You know, there's always that fear of, you know, does it depreciate the value of what you um, what you have to offer? And so for me, I have experienced a hiccup in my connectedness, and I apologize, but I really hope that by sharing um, some of the last six weeks with you, I hope that you'll find some value in it. Um, so for the last six so it started off yeah and it's gonna be long i'm sorry (laughs) but um so six weeks ago i lost my voice physically and so i was trying to uh set up small gigs for my daughter and i to stay busy she stays with me um almost full time like full full time 24 hours a day from the sun up until the daughter goes to sleep it's pretty much mom and daughter um so i was so i was trying to set up these gigs for us and um physically lost my voice as well as trying to homeschool so that um it forced me into kind of a reflection mode as far as um you know in the event that she chose to not do something or didn't want to do something it really gave her the power to advocate for herself because I was pretty much incapable of fighting back. Um, not fighting, but like of speaking back. I was, I was already kind of exhausted, but when my voice was gone, it was, um, it, it really made way for her voice. And I, I loved to see that flourish, especially as, you know, it, especially from her negotiating skills. Um, They definitely changed there. So 
that was it, it it was just very interesting so um so within the last six weeks i lost my voice and it took about it took a good solid few days for it to come back but and if you follow miss carafa you know that there was a period of time where it was oh crap oh crap i could barely breathe i thought we were going to lose our home and for i think there were maybe three posts over a 48 maybe 72 hour period where it was what are we going to do as far as losing our residence and um it was a moment where um a deal had been made verbally and then i called the person on the verbal deal and they said did you get it in writing and so as my voice was slowly coming back i and i've never thought that i would ever say anything like this but it really tapped into the sort of work life i had experienced before being a parent and so and my daughter got to witness it and it was really ugly but i leaned in in a lobby full of people where this guy <laughs> this guy thought that he was going i don't know what he thought was going to happen but i leaned in and i informed him and i i said you know i am fully aware of how bad business is conducted but your your lie is going to be a personal stain upon your conscience and my daughter's face kind of dropped and his face turned red and i stood up because i was going to throw up and i just said we're we're not done here and i left the lobby because it was full and it would be inappropriate to um to cause a scene even though you know you really want to cause a scene and so i we i left hand in hand with the young amazing human and so for the next six hours we really had to dig deep and of course you know we have to say what's the most important thing to us and when you're nine the most important thing to you it's your your cats so no matter what was going to happen the cats were not negotiable and so i had to find a way to explain that we had to go beyond the cats but to acknowledge that yes the cats are number one priority and i also so having kind of jaunted across the u.s a couple times I, I i'm pretty good with separating and letting go of things but i also um moved enough when I was a kid to know that there were always three or four boxes that disappeared and there were favorite things that I had been connected to that maybe it didn't uh, register with my parents. And so I had to inventory what we had and as an adult and the things that I finally started to collect, I had to make sure that I would be okay just letting go of everything to make sure that 
what she has, you know, she can, she can keep. And of course, you know, then you start looking at square footage, you start looking at cats, and then you start looking at, oh, uh, did I say cats already? Yes, we had to, because cats are the priority. And so I was actually, um, it, it was just terrible. I, I, I couldn't breathe. And so, um, you know, went back the next day, went back the next day. And finally on that last day, there was a, um, there was a breakthrough and it was a rather surprising breakthrough, but at the same time, it really forced me to think about, you know, advocacy and the way I had worded it and where we live and, you know, I I hadn't even really thought about it, but we had just undergone a crazy mass eviction. And so I, I wasn't really going to, to talk about what had happened. I mean, obviously beyond what the young, amazing human had witnessed. I didn't see how important it was. However, when I got home, uh, a neighbor asked me if I had received a letter about their rent going up. And I, or a rent for our rent going up, and I, you know, I just said no. And then I asked, you know, do you mind telling me what you pay for rent? Because they have a different setup than we do. And their rental increase was over 10%. So I don't know how anybody could function you know, with a 10% increase in the middle of your lease. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, something just doesn't jive here. And so I, um, so it just got me thinking about advocacy again and standing up for yourself and the way the young, amazing human had done when, um, when I had no voice and she really clearly just wanted to completely, um, so there's a concept of de-schooling, but she wanted to de-homeschool for a week, essentially, and just play guitar. So uh, she really just pushed for that. And then and she got me thinking about kind of who I was before I was a mom. And so I got to thinking about um, rental caps and proposing legislation um, for a rental cap, especially for uh, communities that are either rent controlled or communities that are um, are suffering with some sort of either they have the health department or they have water damage or consistent um, I don't know how to uh, <laughs> basically things are just consistently breaking down um a- as a community i mean obviously sometimes there are troubled buildings but i um so it just got me thinking about advocacy and so and on a personal level i mean that would be on a legislative level but you know as a community what are your tenants rights you know tenant right to organize um versus you know, just having to quietly sit there and advocate for yourself and, you know, wondering, you know, this, this neighbor, whether or not this neighbor would be able to articulate and negotiate the same sort of deal and whether or not they would be able to, um, 
withstand, you know, the same 72 hours and if they would even have close to the same outcome. And I, I just, it got me back, you know, thinking about community and being connected and what do we owe to our community and how do we achieve it and how do we help others feel empowered to achieve it for themselves. And of course, that comes back to language and presentation. And, um, and unfortunately, you know, that a lot of that will also come down to keeping your cool, which can be total crap, you know, when, when things are going so wrong and it is absolutely hard to keep your cool and you just want to start screaming and thrashing about, but you know, what will that get you in the long run? And, you know, I, I feel like this is something that, you know, I, I just, I feel like we're missing out on, on using language to empower our, and uh, empower and change our lives. And I hate to see that with neighbors and friends. And so I'm just kind of in in this place of like, how do I, what can I do? And so... I mean, it, it's it's so weird. So, like, on this micro level of, you know, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Where are we going to live? And then all of a sudden it's compounded to, like, okay, this is seems to be such a bigger problem than I had realized. So what do we do on this level? And there is just not enough Bela Fleck to get my brain organized. <laughs> and so I am just... um just kind of going crazy looking at um, just the, the next step. So what happened was uh, at about four weeks ago, um, there was a, a small gig involving some handiwork that really got me to start focusing on um, other community initiatives and um uh, networking, I suppose, would be the best word for it. But, um, you know, again, in networking, so you have the concept of community and the concept of tribe. And then, well, so for networking, you're going to actually look at uh, bureaucratic relations. And it, it's not just who you know. And you have organizations that are fighting for the same thing, and they cannot collaborate because they have, you know, their their vision is short-sighted as far as, you know, they're not willing to involve or they're not willing to incorporate or, or and, and it's not even a matter of them not selling out. It's they're not willing to include. And that blows my mind because, you know, community should be about... And then I have to remind myself, you know, this, this isn't community. Clearly, this is not community. Clearly, there is bureaucracy at play. So, oh, God. <laughs> so I, 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 you know, did some building and some small handiwork jobs there and got focused in that aspect. And then I had this big gig, well, bigger gig come along and it was just straight up mental exhaustion, physical exhaustion. And it was probably the best thing that's happened in the last six weeks where, I mean, it was, 
it was quiet. It was focused. There was work for for young, amazing human to do without any sort of negotiating. And so things were starting to get done. And it just kept coming back to, you know, there's um, advocating for yourself through others and long-term advocacy happening and um and how do we go about that and you know how can you advocate in a way that will last in a long-term setting and um so I sat down on Saturday and there was just this amazing conversation that uh came from nowhere actually and it was it was a who were you before you were a parent and so it um it was just this it was surreal to suddenly being um it felt very um surreal because if <laughs> i don't really like karma or well i mean i don't really like talking about karma because everyone loves to use the phrase that karma is a bitch but they never want to accept that when they're that when something bad's ha- you know is happening that it's actually might be because they were bad or oh, I don't bad but you know because they were um because of the ways that they had previously acted and so I just kind of I try to you know avoid the whole karma is a bitch thing but there was a phrase that was it you know, someone saying, well, who were you and what was it that you, you want, wanted to, what was it that you wanted to do? And it was a phrase that I've actually used in the last six months. And the the whole conversation, it felt like a conversation that I had actually, you know, been on the other side of six months ago. And so, you know, immediately I was like, oh my gosh, this is karma. And then I realized that I needed to shut up and focus and take a deep breath because it's time to pay attention. And so I've been trying to um, find the voice inside of me from before I was a parent and not... So so there's kind of like this whole, like, physical losing of my voice and then rediscovery over the last six weeks I guess and um, trying to figure out how best to use it and utilize it and where it could possibly go where I hope it goes and so young amazing human should be uh, walking in through the door in a couple hours and so I think beyond cats I think we are going to decide what it is that is most important to us because if I've learned anything over the last six weeks it's that things need to change in a way that um, there's a greater community focus and community support for both of us and um, like I said or, or maybe alluded to that Open Lines Radio is pretty much the only thing I have that doesn't make me feel like I am just trapped in Indiana. I feel like uh, there are parts of my heart that are stuck on the coast and I feel like I, oh 
Oh, I feel very lonely most days. <laughs> I feel like there is no place in the um in the real world for me or maybe I just haven't found it. So, that's just um yeah. Or, you know, maybe I just haven't you know, spoken loudly or screamed loudly enough. But um hopefully this short um you know, uh, reintroduction, um, inspires you a little bit to look at how you advocate for yourself and also wonder if someone you care about is in need of a way to help articulating the things that they need so that it's accessible. Because I really think that a part of people getting what they need is learning how to articulate and it's such crap that it has to be that way but it is and it it really always reminds me of my grandmother because I uh, it just reminds me of one time when she was using profanity and I realized that if people couldn't understand the message through the profanity then they didn't deserve the message and I see that that's not how the world works that that there's just this this thing and and we have to toe the line and abide and it's icky and it's a gross feeling to know that people are going without just because they're not saying the right words. So if you can help someone develop their voice or find their voice or or if you need to speak up, you know, just I give it a shot. Alrighty. Bye y'all.